You're listening to Girl Talk, a podcast for girls, hosted by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Girls are go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. As the premier leadership organization for girls, Girl Scouts sets the standard. Girl Scouts is the girl expert, and in a world full of challenges, we're in Girl's Corner. In this episode, we'll refer to the terms constituents and legislators to make sure we're all on the same page. When we talk about legislators, these are people who are elected to a government office like the state or federal House of Representatives or Senate, who represent their home communities and work on making laws and policy. When we refer to constituents, we're talking about the people who live in a legislator's district who are affected the most by laws and decisions supported by that person. Now let's get to the show. Hello, welcome to Girl Talk. Today we have Liana Michaelfelder Tessum with Yay. us on the podcast. Shayna, I'm so excited. <laughs> Liana is the Director of Advocacy and Public Relations at Girl Scouts River Valleys. Her background is in youth development and civic engagement. She has a bachelor's degree in women's studies and a master's in leadership and political advocacy, both from the University of Minnesota Duluth. She lives in Lanesboro, Minnesota with her family, where they stay busy farming, riding horses, and spending lots of time outdoors. Super cool. Liana is passionate about helping girls share their Girl Scout story. We're excited to talk to Liana because she is literally the queen of all things political advocacy at Girl Scouts. Right, Shana? Yeah, and I need to talk to Liana sometimes because uh, I'm actually wrapping up with political science degree at Metro State. So we got to talk sometime. Awesome. Liana legit taught me how easy it can be to meet with your representatives and have your voice heard. And she helped us basically take over the Minnesota State Capitol with a bunch of girls to advocate for our bill, which she basically came up with, a.k.a. she's awesome. I'm also excited because I know Liana can help our listeners advocate for change, even if they can't vote yet. We know girls are passionate about so many issues, and we want them to be able to get out there and create change. Anyway, I'm gushing. Let's go for it. Shayna, please join me in welcoming Liana. Welcome to Girl Talk, Liana. Welcome, Liana. We are so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So we wanted to get started by thinking about what it means to be an advocate. So Mm -hmm. what does that mean, and what does it mean to be civically engaged? Sure. So the way that I like to think of advocacy is essentially you're influencing people who make decisions um, about our lives every day. So another way to think about that is influencing and impacting um, the amount of money that people get. So how money in our state is used, um, impacting who does what. So think of government, think of schools, who is responsible for different things. Um, also thinking about um, how things are decided, so decision-making power in our state, and then who's setting the agenda. How are we prioritizing what our communities feels like is important? So mm-hmm. all of that is advocacy. It's helping kind of set the agenda and figure out um, what's important in communities and what sort of um, issues or organizations should receive money or resources. So that's advocacy. It's influencing those things. Yeah. Something that I realized recently, and Chena, maybe you already kind of realized this, but I realized recently, too, that a lot of our representatives that we elect to these different positions kind of count on us to help them set their Absolutely. agenda. Yeah. And I hadn't even like really realized that before, and it makes me feel powerful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like They have to listen to their constituents to determine what is important. Yep. And, and they have to talk a little bit about 
uh, where their values lie and what they're going to dedicate their time to. And if folks feel connected to that, that's when they get the votes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think legislators have have told us that over and over again, they can't be an expert on everything. Right. So they rely on their own constituents to come forward and to have those meetings um, through emails, through calls, and let them know what's happening in the lives um, of their constituents and in their communities. So they need us. They are asking us to come forward and to let them know what's important and what our experience is. Leanna, that reminds me, I'm really bummed. So where I live in uh, the West Metro suburbs, we can't have parking October through April overnight, which but I have friends coming to town, family, mm-hmm. and our parking lot is just strapped. Like there's, we can't have any parking in our parking lot. And so it makes me sad because I'm like, I pay all this rent, but my friends can't like stay over. Like my cousin out of town can't like yeah. come stay with me for the weekend. So um, there, I feel so silly. There was a town hall meeting at my local city mm-hmm. hall to talk about it and i missed that meeting and i wanted to really say like mm-hmm. this means a lot to like local renters and i understand mm-hmm. it's like for snow emergency and i missed it and i just didn't they had a survey and i didn't take it and mm-hmm. i felt really bad that mm-hmm. i had complained about it but yet i wasn't involved mm-hmm. so yep. i mean this was like three years ago and i feel like i would be <laughs> there now but yeah i really wish i would have been there because they were trying yeah. to now i actually brought it to my rental company and they were like hey they had a meeting so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well i think that's a good point like advocacy can happen kind of big picture so like think of like a federal level the president then there's these kind of statewide decisions that people are making every day and they're kind of have an ear to the ground they're trying to understand how people feel about things that they're voting on and then like you mentioned shana there's like local level decisions which sometimes people focus on state and federal but sometimes those local level decisions actually have the most impact on people's lives um one example kind of the story that you mentioned we had a local troop here in minnesota um, actually in minneapolis last year who um, it was a girl scout troop who saw a certain intersection and they really felt like it was dangerous they felt like um, it was jeopardizing the safety of kids so these girls in their uniform requested to be put on the minneapolis city council agenda and came forward and shared their concerns with the city council um, brought, did some research so they they really had some good information on what the issue was and ended up having some some new signage you know replaced in the intersection and really made a difference and all it took like right that city council didn't know that was an issue but they just needed someone to bring it forward to their attention and let them know that it was a it was a concern so that's an example of even how how youth and girls can make that happen and how they can help kind of elevate those those kind of issues that are happening in communities and things can change that's so cool and that basically relates to a kind of our next question which we really want to know in terms of advocacy and being civil civically engaged why does this matter for girls in particular mm-hmm. i think it it matters for girls because we have like i mean we were just talking about legislators can't be experts in all things they also can't necessarily know what girls need so it's important that girls come forward and they share their perspective on what they need to be successful and that kind of their experience in life, it's different. And so we need to make sure that girls are um, helped in in developing the skills that they need and the confidence they need um, to step forward and to speak out and to help others understand what they need to be successful. Yeah, and so many of our legislators and policymakers um, are male and they might accidentally just speak through that filter and not Mm -hmm. necessarily 
um, take into consideration and not even, you know, intent is, is powerful. And of course there's a lot of best intent, but mistakenly you'll kind of filter and look through your influence of life. And so girls really kind of stating what's important to them is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't grow up as, as girls, so they don't know right. necessarily what it's like too. And I think this is really powerful too, because I think I've noticed, you know, when working with girls and in our troops and things that the girls are really interested in these topics. I'm sure our listeners would agree. They, they're interested in what's going on politically, but they might feel like there's not a clear path for them to influence those decisions, right? right. Because they're younger. So they're having a lot of conversations. They're doing the research, but it's like one more step to um, get that extra engagement and then actually like speak to legislators, do that, do that advocacy piece, which can be, probably a little bit scary for some people i mean Mm -hmm. i think it was for me when i was learning about it the idea of going into you know a powerful person's office and like talking about your own experience or like what you want to be changed can be Mm -hmm. a little bit scary but it could also be like exactly what needs to happen yeah well and i think too if you look at the issues that communities face i don't think that some of these really complicated, deep-seated issues that communities face are ever going to be solved without girls at the table. And we've seen in Girl Scouts over and over again, you know, some of these issues that are so complex, oftentimes girls have the answers. Um, So that's my belief. I I really believe that girls have um, solutions that our communities need to be healthy and successful. And it's it's wild because so many elected officials actually were Girl Scouts. Uh, so many women who are elected officials. Yep, absolutely. So did you know that 75% of current female senators were Girl Scouts? 53% of women in the House of Representatives were Girl Scouts. And five of the six current female governors were Girl Scouts. Boom. That's amazing. Seriously. <laughs> oh, and every single secretary, female secretary of state. Boom. <laughs> I did not know these things. I am I am so proud. Sitting a little tall yeah. these days. Boom. I'll just keep saying that. Boom. <laughs> Get in there. I love it. That's awesome. The other thing I, I think people kind of need to think about a little bit is just what is advocacy? Like what types of things are we talking about? And that can be things like even advocacy is talking to your neighbor about issues you're, you, you care about. It could be attending a rally. It could be like we've been talking a lot about having a meeting with your elected official. Could be attending a city council meeting. It could be also boycotting or protesting. Um, it could also, you know, we're we've got we're in election season right now. It could be things like, um, it, you know, researching candidates who share your beliefs and sitting down and making some phone calls for that candidate or knocking on some doors and really making sure that all people in our communities are really engaged in the legislative and election process. So those are all examples of advocacy. It's not just having a conversation with your legislator. It's also um, engaging the community in all of these type of things and making sure that uh, folks are at the table and that they're engaged in voting and and things like that. So, And I think school boards, I mean, Leanna, you broke down so well. I think sometimes people think it's solely within the realm of voting. But like you said, if I was a kid and there's someone advocating for later curfew, mm-hmm. I'm going to do some phone calls for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to see what I can do. Yeah. You know, yeah. let me clear yeah, my it's schedule. It's an issue that affects you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, um, but I love how you talked about, because it opens up the rounds of possibilities. And uh, I think politics can be 
intimidating or it can seem really convoluted or difficult so it makes people feel like mm-hmm. um like back off because from it because mm-hmm. it seems like too complicated or mm-hmm. or not approachable so i really appreciate you kind of honing in on more specifics and also um i remember when i was 18 17 i took the bus all the time mm-hmm. from the west metro suburbs all the way to st paul and that was like an hour bus ride every day but i didn't mind i like taking the bus mm-hmm. and being active and being independent as a mm-hmm. um adult as a young adult um and i found out because one time i was at a bus stop and they had postcards for people to sign because they were attempting to cut funding for a metro transit yeah. significant amount they had really great data had people who mm-hmm. were um proponents of keeping funding and I just got in, excited and involved, and it wasn't that hard. I just mm-hmm. made a couple calls, and I'd um, bring postcards and coffee to bus stops mm-hmm. and talk to folks about it. And once other po- people heard about it, at first they were trying to write me off, like, oh, she's just trying to do some soliciting. And I told people, like, no, they're trying to cut funding in, yep. in these specific areas. And people were like, what? No way. And mm-hmm. I got people to sign postcards. And they were like, man, thanks for telling me about it. I didn't yep. know. Like. Yep everyday people at first yeah, they they were like they didn't know what i was talking about but when i told them like hey mm-hmm. this postcard if we can accumulate many of them mm-hmm. that can really tell them like hey this matters to me this is how i get to school this is how we talk about you know freedom and connections but if people don't have accessibility in our mobile then how mm-hmm. are they able to get to church and school yep. and you know yep absolutely um i think you know oftentimes people feel they can feel disconnected or they can feel discouraged by the political climate and they want to as a coping mechanism they just kind of detach like I don't want anything to do with that that just feels stressful and sometimes um, hate in in our political environment and the first step in advocacy is really becoming self-aware and figuring out what you think and believe and doing research and figuring out what, what how do you feel about different issues. That's your first step in becoming an advocate. And I think that's something that I see teenagers doing a lot of now and, and over the last year, seeing a lot more youth feeling like they actually can make a difference. But that first step is just understanding um, where you sit, what are what, how you know what what side of the of the fence are you sitting on in these different issues, and doing research, and not just listening to what people you know say on TV, but really attending those meetings, talking to candidates in person, um, talking to people in the community about how these issues impact them, and really making an independent decision um, on the positions that you hold. And then from there, you know, we talked about all those other ways that you know things that you can do based on on how you feel and which you know, position you take, but your first step is just understanding what the issues are and really doing your research. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, I've been reading too a little bit about how something that can be really effective is picking like as a person, picking like one or two things that you really care about yep. and focusing your energy on those things. Yep. And that that can really make a difference and move the move the needle on things and really cause change. So I think sometimes it can, like you were saying, you can get disengaged because of the overwhelmingness yep. of it, the stressfulness of it. And but that's even true. If, that it yeah. is overwhelming and stressful yeah. sometimes. And yeah. I think too, as as girls, as women, we want to like fix the, all the things. There's so many things that yeah. we want to fix. You know what I mean? And so it can be overwhelming and feel like a lot. But then um, if you take a step back and you figure out where you stand and pick like the one or two things that you really, really care about and focus on those things, it seems like that can really mm-hmm. make a big impact. Yeah, that makes me... 
um, you, while you guys were talking, I was thinking that young people can really get invo- involved with school boards. Absolutely. Like people run for school board and they need to get your vote mm-hmm. or get your parents vote. So mm-hmm. if they're talking about, you know, cutting academics mm-hmm. or pardon me, cutting arts program to, mm-hmm. for, for a cause that you don't think is very much so needed or that's not where money should be diverted, go mm-hmm. talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. In St. Paul, a couple of years back, people got really into the school board uh, the school board um, campaigns that folks are running and really held them accountable. There was panels, young people were there, parents were there, and it was awesome. Some people weren't expecting that, and they were like, oh my goodness, people are really listening to my opinions, and I don't know if I'm going to get voted in. Uh- <laughs> That's good. I think the pressure, you you need yep. to have some of that pressure. If you're going to be the person who represents mm-hmm. yep. all these people, all these kids, and their mm-hmm. well-being in the yep. future, like... Yep. Yeah, put the pressure on them. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> school to prison pipeline is a big deal. Suspensions are a big deal. Like, are we yep. giving our youth enough time for academics and art and mm-hmm. kids and young people can really get involved with their school board? Yep. Well, and one thing I think about, it, you know, if you look at the spectrum of kind of issues happening in communities, if youth and girls aren't there speaking up about what they care about, there is somebody else there speaking about what they care about. So it's our right to come forward and to make sure that these legislators really know how we feel about different things so another thing that i um at our day at the capitol that we held last year you know i think listening to girls before the event there was kind of a fear that girls were going to do it wrong like i don't know how to do this and you look up at that building and you think there must be such powerful people there and i'm gonna i'm gonna say something wrong or i'm not i don't i'm not powerful enough to like have this meeting and to ask them to meet with me and i think that that was such a great kind of transformation um, last year, watching girls kind of realize that, nope, it, it, it is your right, and you have a right to set up a meeting. You have a right to have a conversation about things that you care about. And I think the best part is afterwards, we had a, quite a few conversations with legislators, and I saw some things on social media where legislators said, wow, like Girl Scouts are some of the most formidable advocates I've ever met with. And I think that that's a testament to our program. Yeah, right. And I think, yeah, it shows that to not think in terms of your like li- potential limitations, I think for this too. Like, I, like you said, there are so many people who, if a girl isn't coming in to speak her mind on something, someone else is coming in to speak their mind, and it might be someone else speaking for what they think should be best for girls. Absolutely, not a girl. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so like any voice is is helpful in that. And even if you're a shy person or mm-hmm. someone who doesn't like to do presentations or anything like that, you can still sit down and talk to someone about what you care about. Absolutely. Right now, and I'm so happy you said that, Hannah, because sometimes like I've had people say, Shannon, you're so extroverted. <laughs> um, and I, I think I'm on the spectrum. You know, it all depends. We're all just people. <laughs> but um, I really appreciate you saying that because sometimes people think that they have to have certain characteristics in order to be involved. And I just really, something that you said, Leanna, like, people feel a little like people were worried that the girls would feel nervous Mm -hmm. about um, Mm -hmm. coming in or feeling intimidated. And we have to remember that our legislators and folks who are um, at the Capitol and who make policy, they are navigating and directing society in Mm -hmm. our communities. Mm -hmm. We should not feel intimidated or held back. This is how we shape our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So in the girls have every right to be there and folks have every right to connect and the people who are representing us should make us feel comfortable and ask to solicit mm-hmm. our feedback and advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think like, if you think about like, yeah, Shani, you're so extroverted or whatever. <laughs> I think 
Um, one time, do you guys ever take the Myers Briggs personality I test, have. where you get like a, a letter results. and it stands for different things? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think in high school I took it and I got one hundred percent introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty extreme. Yeah. I was sitting next to one of my friends who got 100% extrovert, and we were like, ha-ha. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, like, even as a 100% introvert, according to the Myers-Briggs, like, you can go in and have that conversation, but then um, afterwards, like, you can go, like, take a nap. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I would need to recoup. Yep. From that, but like you can do it, <laughs> and you can go to rallies. You can make signs. Or you bring can... bring your extrovert friend to like get it going for you. And That's then... right. <laughs> like they can start with the small talk. Yeah. Stuff at the beginning. Shana can come in and be like, oh, yeah. "Hey, how are you?" Da, 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 da. Then I can be like, "This is what I care about," and then I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Hannah, we're gonna alley oop it. We're gonna alley oop. I'm gonna throw that ball up. You're a donkey. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And I've said this many times, but I think I've said this on various different podcast episodes that we had, but I think it's really important that decisions can't be made about you without you. And that's how it is for girls, for sure. So we kind of touched on this already, but at a time when politics are really intense um, and there's a lot of intense issues in the news all the time, what are some ways to deal with all of that information that can sometimes be really stressful and can really impact girls and their families? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Part of it, I think it's like anything else. Girls need to be involved and do everything they can to, you know, influence legislators and influence the community and, and, and do everything they can to make communities better. But at the same time, you also have to be self-aware and know yourself and know your own limitations. You know, we don't want things to happen at the risk of of, of a person, you know. Yeah. So you have to know what your boundaries are um, and know yourself. The other thing, I've talked to some girls lately in some groups um where they they talk a lot about following social media and following politics on the news and social media sometimes you just need to take a social media break you need to yeah. take a, no- a news break and just stop for a second and really kind of practice some mindfulness practice some self-care really kind of get your own kind of perspective in order and and get yourself to a better place and then you'll be better positioned to dive in and, and make a difference so um, I really enc- encourage girls, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling angry, angry, you're feeling sad, take that time, take a second, do kind of a media um, kind of break. But at the same time, I also talk to girls who say, you know what, I'm reading all these things and I'm super angry and I'm super frustrated. And they deal with that by doing more and getting involved. So it's it's all a matter of kind of who you are and where you're at. Um, but it's important to be aware of that and to make sure that you're that you're managing that. For yourself yeah, yeah they emph- I, i've been in circles where they emphasize self-care for folks uh who do a lot of advocacy yep. drink a lot of water spend time with friends like take care take of yourself a nap. that's right take yeah. a take a nap because it could be a <laughs> mentally physically and emotionally yeah. exhausting absolutely to to fight for these things something else that i do when i'm getting really excited about politics and in advocacy and i feel a bit um distressed with some of the current events i listen to um a lot of like um empowerment songs for example um glory by um common and john legend it's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful powerful song um there's a uh, song called something inside so strong there's i those get me really excited and something else is paying attention to things that are taking place and finding groups and people who have similar values than you Mm -hmm. to you and you feel excited to like share and have community and camaraderie absolutely I think another thing, sometimes people, when you think of kind of advocacy and change, legislative change, you want big change right away. And we all want that. But the reality is oftentimes change is super incremental. Mm. 
so as advocates, you just have to have to realize that and celebrate those small wins and that small kind of progress towards the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can feel frustrating when you want everything to change now. right away, yep. right now, and it feels very urgent. And it yes. probably is urgent, but there's there is a point we have to say, okay, we just need to, you know, have these these steps to yep. get along the way. Yep. Um Definitely. And I definitely agree with like the social media, like a little bit of a pause from that and things Mm -hmm. like that. I know that personally, my social media is filled with sort of advocacy, honestly, because a lot of my friends are passionate about these things and they Mm want to talk about them. And I think that's great. But then I think sometimes your head just gets inundated with all of these things and and it, it can feel overwhelming. So sometimes that that point to like take a pause from that also yeah. helps you reflect on what is the most important thing yeah. um, or things that you want to focus on to make a difference. And then, then you can come at it with a better, yep. better purpose and like feel clearer on it. Yeah. 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 You can't fill from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shana, you always have some kind of like nugget of wisdom that you can like take from the, the podcast and like carry with you in your wallet or something (laughs) (laughs) write that on an index card (laughs) i I heard that from other folks and uh in the advocacy journey yeah that's awesome share those things with each other too share those nuggets (laughs) yeah gotta have those nuggets so let's kind of end with some next steps like what do you think uh girls can do um to be involved in politics right now even if they're not old enough to vote sure We talked about it earlier, but I feel like your first step is just to educate yourself, really understand the issues that communities are facing and how you feel about those issues. Your first step is just to educate yourself and also to educate yourself about your own elected officials. Who are they? What do they believe in? What have they voted for? Um, Other things that folks can do if you're not a voting age yet, talk to other people who are a voting age. Make sure, A, that they're just voting. And then also, do they need help? Do they need child care on election night? Things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, it's also it's sometimes discouraging to hear people say, like, I just don't think it matters. My vote doesn't matter. So people of any age can help people really realize that their vote does matter. And it's important. I send my family their voting location. Love it. I always, yes. I literally yep. when voting time comes up, I put the address in. I yep. send it for them. I screenshot it. And yep. then I watch their kids. Absolutely. <laughs> the other awesome. thing, the other thing you can do, too, along those lines is um, even if you're a teen who can't yet vote, you can be an accountability buddy. For someone who's older who can vote. So even if it's a family member, your older brother or sister, you can text them and be like, yo, I'm going to be your accountability buddy. Um, We're voting on on Tuesday or whatever. And then um, you also get to go and see what it's like to vote before you're able to do it. I also I've heard some girls lately kind of starting some really great dialogue and discussions in their classes. So asking your teacher, hey, do you mind if we take an hour and have a conversation about the upcoming election and and issues that um, people are debating and things like that? So really being kind of that um, motivator to generate conversations in different circles, I think, is really important. You can also do things like intern or volunteer for a campaign. You can fundraise for campaigns. Even things like wearing a a political T-shirt. If you have a candidate who really aligns with your um, beliefs and your issues, wear it. And that sounds silly, but it actually kind of matters. Wear that T-shirt, wear that button, put a sign in your yard. All of those things and that all of those kind of um, visibility opportunities really actually influences who gets elected. So all of those things matter. 
also for girls and, and young people interested in getting involved in politics and getting involved in governance, there's a few youth cabinets and councils that take place across Minnesota um, where you can really do some advocacy and have your voice heard. Those include the Minnesota Alliance with Youth, mm-hmm. the National Youth Leadership Council, St. Paul Youth Commission, in the Student Engagement and Advancement Board, and we can place information about those online. Um, There's also, in Brooklyn Center and Brooklyn Park, there is the Brooklyn Youth Alliance, and they actually partner with the City Council and help make decisions. So check those things out, too. That's awesome. Well, and you think about just within the Girl Scout organization, we host a Girl Scout Day at the Capitol every year, and every year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So this year it's on January 28th, and we would love to have girls attend that again. But if you can't attend, there's other ways to influence um, legislation and the Girl Scout Bill. So on our website, it's girlscoutsrv.org backslash advocate. Um, if you go to that website, there's all sorts of um, resources around how do you invite a legislator to your troop meeting? How do you set up a meeting with your legislator? How, what do you say when you get them at the meeting? So if you go to that website, there's all sorts of resources on how to do that. Um, the other thing I think about with advocacy that I think we could talk about more in Girl Scouts is you know, we have this um, kind of culture of take action and service learning and higher awards. Oftentimes, almost always, those projects are addressing a community issue. So as girls are doing these take action projects, I would love to see us encourage girls and give them support to kind of take those to the next level and figure out what kind of policy is affecting this issue Mm -hmm. um, and kind of mobilize the community that way as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. It would be really cool. It's like the final part of a take action is like figuring out how to support it in legislation and yep. civic mm-hmm. engagement. Yep. Uh, we always like to end our episodes with a would you rather question because me and Shana are kind of obsessed with debating would you rather questions. <laughs> um, so this question was picked in advance by our awesome uh, producer, Idel, and she's going to come on and uh, tell us the question, and then we're going to answer it. And we do not know the question in advance, and Liana's nervous. <laughs> I'm super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, you guys. Uh, okay, so we're going to take a break from advocacy, and this is not related. <laughs> so would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly for one day? Mm. I got it. <laughs> Shana knows already. She's got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Uh, I don't, and not judging, I don't want to be invisible because I'd feel creepy. Well, actually, I just realized if you're invisible, you can go check out wildlife and go see some chickadees and birds, (laughs) and they wouldn't see you. You could stand, like, in the middle of a pen at the zoo. Yeah. With with no like problem i mean maybe maybe problems based on smell yeah yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but based on sight alone no problems yeah i was thinking like maybe i'd feel a little weird or invasive if i was invisible but no I you can, can use your powers for good though. yeah yeah but i would rather fly because it'd be a lot of fun yeah it'd be really fun to fly and like check out different places and get to see like really pretty like landscapes from above i think i'd choose to fly what would you do hannah I was going to say fly, and then I, like, convinced myself of invisibility, like, <laughs> while we were talking. Because I think there's a few, there's some things, hmm, it's questionable about whether this is ethically okay. <laughs> but, like, think about it. You could, like, go to, like, a concert. 
without yes. getting tickets. That is so true. <laughs> I like that. You could like go. You could like I said. You could get really up close to like cool animals, maybe yeah. without them noticing. I don't know. Actually, I feel like animals would probably notice, but yeah. mm, whatever. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things you could do. Like if you use your powers for not bad, right? <laughs> um, where where you can like enjoy things. Oh, and the other thing, the introvert part of me is kind of excited about being invisible because I could like. Go to places where usually socializing is like part of it, and just like nobody would know I was there, and so I could just enjoy that. But there are some challenges associated with it, I think, that you got to consider. Like, if you went to go eat something, it would be like a floating fork and stuff, and like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a concern. <laughs> so, you, you might have to like eat in private, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with invisibility on this one, okay. I think I would go with flying. I feel like so often in life you're just so limited by things. And I just feel like flying, you're just able to do and see and go wherever you want. And to be able to kind of see communities and see the world from that viewpoint is so unique. So I would choose I would choose flying. Adele, what would you pick? All right. So I got to listen to everybody else's. And I had totally decided that mine was flying before this until I heard about like going to concerts <laughs> and like sneaking up on moose and like <laughs> freaking people out by having a floating fork which hannah seems to think is a bad thing <laughs> it would, you would be found out but i guess if it's just for one day and you're not like a superhero trying to protect your yeah like, i mean we're I, saying this identity. is one day if it's one day then like if someone sees a floating coffee cup like yeah you'd be no like, big deal ha <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so invisibility sounds awesome, but I feel like flying, if I only have one day, invisibility I would probably pick if I could just do it anytime I wanted forever. But flying sounds awesome, and you could just fly wherever you wanted, or, like, fly over lakes or over mountains, or just, like, I don't know how fast I can fly, like, if I could make it to Europe and back <laughs> in a day. I was literally thinking the same thing, I know. I, I, sort of... I have to share a mic right now, so, like... It's hard for the four of us to have a conversation. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was literally thinking the same thing, and I was like, it might be too technical. I was like, well, I don't know how fast I can fly, but also, like, you know how flying can be a little scary? And so, but if you can fly and you have that ability, you'd feel like it's, like, now part of your DNA. Like, it's all right. Just embrace it. Like, enjoy it. And I really would want to fly maybe over uh, Liana's cows or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, creep up on the cows. Like, what's going on? Wait, but... Because I was sort of imagining that you couldn't fly very fast. <laughs> like, like, okay. like, I was yeah. thinking. Okay, so just hover. sort of like a walking, like a walking or like a slight jog. Like a, sort of a, like a biking, a biking speed. Like a biking speed. A biking speed. <laughs> okay. Okay, then then I'm not going to go to Europe, I but I was still on a fly around. But I'm also a little bit nervous about when, if it's like a, a hard cutoff, like this day is over <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> mid flight and I fall like do I have to be timing myself okay I have 24 hours but I want to get every second out of this and oops I'm still over the mountains I tell people do that like um, y'all what's those things called where people fly in them Uh, they're like airplanes yeah Yeah, hang gliders (laughs) sorry no no hang gliders I've seen videos and they also have to calculate like gas and so you can do it I don't uh, you also need to like right, memorize cool. the, the airplane it. like 
flight patterns so that you don't become yeah. like the birds that get killed by the planes. Sure. Uh, maybe I'll just fly a little lower. But then people like, will see you. Like crop dusting the plane. <laughs> well, but again, it's only for one day. So if I freak out a few people, you know, maybe I'll just make an announcement that today is my flying day. <laughs> Nobody gets scared. It's going to end in 24 hours. Someone's going to report Idell to, uh, what is that called, y'all? The The UFOs place. Well, it's like like the... It's like when people have drones and you can report them to... Because you don't want the drones in your area. There's like a... it's like airspace or something. You're going to get reported. Oh, I was thinking, like, I went straight to alien, like, right. UFO. Like, what is it? Because it is an unidentified that flying is the- object. So now that we've learned that you would want to fly for a day, we've got to thank you for coming on the podcast and talking all about advocacy. It was a really great conversation. Oh. And I think it's going to inspire a lot of us, myself included, to get more involved. Right, Shana? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to jump in. <laughs> Thank Thanks you for so having much. me. <laughs> now it's time for Girls Pick. Hi, my name is Malia, and I'm in ninth grade. I've been in Girl Scouts for 10 years, and I live on a farm. And these are my picks. I like two shows on Netflix called Call the Midwife and The 100. The 100 is about people coming back to Earth after a nuclear war and trying to rebuild the world. Call the Midwife is about women in the 1920s delivering children in poverty. It's amazing to see how resilient women were back then and what they had to go through. My last top pick is a college scholarship and application resource. The website is called cb.org backslash opportunity. I'm in ninth grade and just starting to look at colleges. We all know how difficult and complicated the college scholarship and application process is. This website broke the process down into six easy steps. Completing each of these steps makes students eligible for scholarship money. I found the information on this website super helpful, and I think other girls will too. Girl Talk is brought to you by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Our hosts are Shayna Woods and Hannah Gilbert. The show is produced by Adele Erickson with audio editing by McAllister Grant. For more about the podcast and our team, go to girltalk.girlscoutsrv.org. See you next time.